Hey, folks, welcome to a special episode of the Agency Freedom Podcast. This is solo and this is very particular message. It's going to be a very short episode, probably, you know, 10 or 15 minutes from start to finish. But we've danced around the subject a little bit uh, in a few episodes recently. I wanted to come right out and say it uh, exactly what needs to be said on the subject here. So we're not going to have a bumper. We're not going to have a call to action. We're not going to have really anything other than a heartfelt message from me to you on a really important subject here. And that is this subject uh, and the statement, really, not even a subject. It, it is a statement that I'm going to unpack with you uh, here over the course of just a couple of minutes. And that statement is, sometimes producer is better than principal. And we've talked about it a little bit in a, in a few episodes recently. But the simple fact of the matter is, for some people, producer is better than principal. For how you're wired, for what your goals are for your career, for what you want from your day-to-day, -day, what you enjoy doing, what you're good at doing, sometimes producer is better than principal. So I'm going to go into two very brief lists here. The first one is the benefits of being a producer. And the second one is the challenges of being a principal. I don't have to talk to you about the benefits of being uh, a principal and the challenges of being a producer. Most of our content in this podcast is in that frame. It's in that context. And I have to admit, obviously, that I am a, a principal. So you know, for me personally, how I'm wired uh, to be you know, in the industry. I'm not wired to be a producer. I'm not wired to take direction from someone else. I'm wired to be the visionary. I'm wired to be the guy who stands on a hilltop with a telescope and is looking for what comes next. This isn't about me. This episode is about a simple statement that sometimes being a producer is better than being a principal. So I'm just going to jump right in and we're going to attack this thing. And then we're going to wrap up and go. Like I said, this is a super short episode that's outside of our normal framework. Uh, thank you very much to Sarah and her team at the Pod Squad for allowing this special episode to go out outside of our normal schedule. So uh, thank you to Sarah and the production team there at Pod Squad. Very much appreciate the work that you guys do on our behalf. So the first thing of being a producer, the benefit of being a producer, very simply, you don't have any payroll, you don't have any overhead, all you have is revenue. When you get a sale, when you get revenue for yourself, you know where that revenue goes? It goes straight to your bottom line. Unless your office, unless you and your employer, your principal have some kind of arrangement where you're doing cost sharing or something out of the ordinary, when you get revenue, when you get commission and your base salary, that goes straight to your bottom line. You're not paying any payroll. You're not paying any overhead. You're not responsible for getting any vendors paid. That money goes right to your bottom line. No way around it. That is one of the best parts about being a producer is there's no overhead and there's no payroll. All you got to do is just make that coin and it goes right in your bank account. Next is you're not worried about vendors. You're not worried about your tech stack. You're not worried about the administrative things. You're not worried about uh, carrier relationships and the visit from the rep and making sure that XYZ carrier has enough production so you keep your appointment. You don't have anything to worry about from a vendor or a tech stack uh, or a, a team culture and dynamics perspective. Now, if two of your teammates 
are complaining about, you know, a parking space or someone microwaved fish in the kitchen, that's not your problem. You're just a producer. Don't even worry about it. You just go out and talk to your clients, take your meetings, close your deals, and you're good to go. Next is that there's simply no distractions. You're not worried about empire building. You're not trying to, you know, get insurance famous or blow up a podcast or get invitations to speaking engagements at big conferences. You're you're not politicking with uh, associations and trying to get invitations to lobby in front of legislature or in Washington, D.C. You're not worried about hiring and firing. You're not worried about making the ideal org chart. You're not in charge of the org chart at all. All you really care about is what your team looks like, your account executive, your CSR. If you have a VA that's tasked working uh, your accounts and helping you with data entry and prepping docs, that's really all you care about on the org chart. And you're not responsible for culture. If you're at the right shop, you don't have to worry about culture because your principal, your owners, will do a great job of setting the right culture. Next is your ability to increase your personal revenue with ease. Just like the first one in this list here, uh, this one goes right along that same vein. If you want to raise, if you want to increase your personal wealth and enjoy you know, greater flexibility in your personal budget, all you got to do is go out and sell something. You know, Increase your production and you increase your personal revenue. When you're a producer, it's a, a lot easier to move the needle. When you're a principal, it's a lot more complicated. And money that you make may not actually be money that you make. Your proximity to your client as a producer is a huge advantage. You know, back when I was mostly producing, I, you know, I was a solo operator. I did everything back when I was a farmer's agent. I did the entirety of uh, agency operations and marketing and you know, regulatory compliance and all that stuff. But the vast majority of what I did was client relationships and production. I took meetings. I closed deals. I met with channel partners. I had my finger on the pulse. When you're a producer, you have your finger on the pulse. You have a deep and thorough understanding of your clients. You know what's going on in their life and their opportunities in front of them in their companies. You understand their pain points and their problems. You know exactly uh, what is bothering them. You can anticipate their needs much better than a principal can because you're a lot closer to the situation and you get to enjoy greater rapport with your clients than you ever will as a producer. You get to stay sharp as a producer. You are constantly working on your sales game. You're role-playing if you're doing it right. You're practicing your script, reading books and going to conferences and attending webinars and doing everything you can to hone your craft in the sales game. You get to stay sharp and effective in ways that most principals don't because they are not in the trench doing the sales game every single day. And lastly, on the list of benefits of being a producer is that success is very simple to define and you know exactly when you get there. If you have a target of $10,000 in revenue this month and you hit that target, then you know what success looks like and you know when you get there. And you also know what it means to double your success. It's a very simple number. You know, if your target is 10 and you get 15, well, you know you blew it out of the water by 50%. Or if you doubled it, hey, $20,000 in revenue, that is very clear example of success. You know exactly when you get there. These are some of the benefits of being a producer. 
Now, I'm going to go ahead and flip this thing around and talk about some of the challenges of being a principal. The first is very simply the eternal struggle to balance growth and cash flow. The problem is the two almost never cooperate. They never go hand in hand because if you are doubling down on growth, what does it require? It requires investment because you're going to be hiring new people. You're going to be activating new marketing campaigns. You're going to be paying for advertising. You're going to be paying for sponsorships at trade associations and events. You're going to be putting money into your business to fuel the growth. And what does that mean? It means that that money is not available to be in your bank account. You can't spend that money because it's allocated inside your business somewhere. So you really can't have both growth and cash flow at the same time. One is always going to come at the expense of the other. This is a huge one for me personally. The challenge of being a principal is you're always feeling like you don't have enough time, like you never have enough time. Like you can work 50 hours a week and go home and think that, you know, I barely accomplished anything. There's so many more things that are left to do. But the challenge is you can stay an extra 5 or 10 or 15 or 20 hours over the course of the week and you work 80 hours over the course of the week or 90 or 100 and you're still going home feeling like you don't have enough time to get the work done. If you are the principal, you're never really done because there's always another idea to learn about. There's always another plan to execute. There's always another hill to climb and look over and see what's coming next and be prepared better than your competition. You never have enough time because it's not nearly as simple as coming to the office and doing the work. As the principal, it's your responsibility to come to the office and create the work that needs to be done by other people on your team. When you're the principal, when you're a good principal, I should say, you're a rainmaker. You're creating opportunities for your team to succeed. It's not your win. It's the team's win. You are helping facilitate other people's win when you're the principal and not the producer. The challenge with that is there's never enough time. It doesn't matter how many hours you put into the, into the office. It doesn't matter how many hours you work. There's never enough time and there's always going to be something left undone. No matter how many hours you put into it. Are you looking for an insurance community to join? Have you heard of the LAAIA? The Latin American Association for Insurance Agents is just not for Latins. Their focus on diversity and inclusion over the last few years has made this 54-year-old association one of the fastest growing and the most dynamic associations in the industry. With established chapters in Florida, Houston, Dallas, Atlanta, and Denver, it's no surprise this association has the attention of everyone in this industry. Their upcoming national convention on beautiful Marco Island includes keynote speaker Trisha Griffith, the CEO of Progressive. National leaders from around the country like Marshberry, Vertifor, Lula, and more will be here on center stage as well. And whether you're an independent agent, a captive agent, life or health agency, or even a financial services professional, this association offers you everything you need to network and grow your business. Make sure you check them out and consider joining me, Jason Cass, at the next upcoming convention. It's going to be August 21st, the 24th, at the JW Marriott on stunning Marco Island. This has been Cass Approved.
Next is the feeling that you are constantly fending off distractions, where you sit down at your desk in the morning and you write out the sticky note of the three things that must happen today. And then at 5.30 p.m. you leave and one or two or three of those items on the sticky note are undone because you allowed yourself to be distracted by other things that needed your attention. The challenge here is that they're not bad things that are constantly vying for your attention, that are stepping into your field of vision as a distraction. Sometimes it's good things. Sometimes it's necessary and important and urgent things. But you're constantly, as a principle, fighting off distractions to the things that you want and need to be doing. There is a constant balancing act, the spinning plates at the circus analogy of, am I going to get this done in time? Am I going to have this done in the time frame that I want it to? And if I'm doing this thing over here, it means that I can't do that thing over there. You're always fending off the sense of distraction uh, just constantly in your operation as a principal. As a principal, it's your responsibility to manage interpersonal challenges and discord. If there is strife, if there is conflict, you're responsible for handling it. Sometimes you don't want to. Sometimes you'd rather just push it off onto somebody else. What happens when you're second in command or when that person's direct report is not able to help resolve the conflict? You're going to get called in to handle the interpersonal challenges. There's no way around it because the buck stops with the principal. And at the end of the day, if the principal needs to make a decision on disciplinary action or hiring and firing, if there's something that happens on the org chart, and someone else on the org chart is not able to resolve it in the way that it needs to be resolved, it's going to land on your desk and it's going to be your responsibility as the principal to manage and resolve that interpersonal challenge on your team. You know, as I record this uh, episode in July of 2022, this next one is one of the hardest things just in general uh, for the independent agency channel and really insurance in general and many businesses in many verticals in general. And that is hiring and retaining talent. And not just talent, but competent people with the right mindset, the right character who want to do good work, who want to come in and put in hard work and be well compensated for it. Hiring and retaining and training that talent is incredibly difficult, but it's also one of the most critically important things that any principal ever does. Because if you don't have that roster of the up-and-coming talent, if you don't know who the next person is who's going to win on your team, you are already at a deficit and your growth is going to be stunted. When you're a producer, it doesn't matter. Hiring and firing and recruiting and training is none of your concern. All you do is go out and sell, baby. That's the only measure of your success. As a principal, it's not nearly that simple. Hiring and retaining talent is essential as a producer. Second to last here on this list is what we refer to not so lovingly as shiny stuff syndrome. And that is the ever-present danger of being pulled off sides or allured by some vendor or some process or some thingy that you come across. You know, you get that call where they promise you that thing that you really like and you give in to shiny stuff syndrome. Never mind the fact that you have a perfectly good AMS. That new AMS offers that new shiny thing that's going to help you solve all of your problems and you get distracted by shiny stuff syndrome. 
technology is definitely one of the worst. It's one of the most uh, egregious offenders of the shiny stuff syndrome uh, list. But there's so many different things that can fall in uh, the list of things that are uh, taking you away from where you should be. And finally, in our list of challenges of being a principal, planning, strategizing, dreaming, goal setting, all of these uh, sort of squishy and subjective words can be extremely time consuming. But if you are a successful agency principal, a successful business owner, you're going to put a lot of time into planning and strategy and tactics and goal setting because that is how you keep your advantage. That's how you reflect on mistakes made and lessons learned and just keep on pushing the snowball up the hill. Because as a principal, that is absolutely essential. That is in your core job functions to be the planner, the strategic mind, the dreamer, someone who is casting a vision for the company. As a principal, that is a major part of your job. And that is also one of the biggest challenges because it is so squishy, it is so subjective, and it can be extremely time consuming. I can't tell you the number of hours I have spent sitting on uh, my, in my sofa or in my chair at home thinking about these things. And next thing I know, it's 11 o'clock and my eyes are dry and I find myself wishing that I had gone to bed an hour and a half earlier, but I couldn't help myself because I was stuck in that planning strategy, dream and goal setting mode. I didn't even realize how much time had passed. That is the last principal challenge or challenge of being a principal. I record this episode because I want people to be mindful of the fact that there is this lie in American society where if you're not the boss, if you're not the one at the top of the hill, then that somehow means that you're inferior. It means that you're less than. And that is one of the main problems with American individualism. I love our country. I bleed red, white, and blue as much as anybody out there. One of the biggest problems that workers in America have is the notion that if you are a cog in a much bigger machine, if you're a gear that makes something work inside of a large organization, that you're somehow less than the person who's at the top of that particular org chart who's calling the shots. And that simply is not true. You only get one career. You only get one shot at your roughly 40 years of labor and your time on the earth, you know, applying your trade and applying your time, talents, and treasure to a goal that you put in front of you. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being a high-quality producer. For most people, that may be something worth considering. You know, it was said to me a long time ago, somebody has to work at McDonald's. Somebody has to make sure that the sanitation system runs like it's supposed to. Someone reaches the peak of their career as the director of a city trash truck program. You know why? Because it's a critically important function, and that's the pinnacle of someone's career. You know, someone is in charge of a fast food restaurant, and that person, that role, that responsibility is critically important for the functioning of our society. If every single person listening to this podcast were an agency principal, well, by default, that means that every office is a solo office. That means there are no employees. There are no team members. If everybody is a boss, then there's no one to do the actual work. There's no one to handle the client relationships. There's no one to close the deal. Every single office that is you know, manned by someone who listens to this podcast is run and has held together and is made successful by people that are not 
a principle. That's really all I'm saying here in this episode. Sometimes producer is better than principal. Sometimes operations manager is better than principal, but that's outside the scope of what we're talking about here. It has to be said because it is so true and so many people are believing a lie that if they aren't the principal, then they're not going to be happy. Now, for some of you, you do need to be the principal because you're like me and you are the idea person. You're the one who wants to be responsible for the results and you want to be the one that holds the ball at the end of the game. Sometimes you're Steve Kerr, sometimes you're Michael Jordan. There is nothing wrong with being Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr can hit the game winner just like Michael Jordan does. It's just a matter of what your best role is in your career to make you happy and satisfied for what you want for your time, what you want your deliverables and your day-to-day to look like. So as we wrap up this episode right now, and we're going to have the outro play here in just a second, I would invite you to think long and hard about what your best path is. If you're a solo operator, if you're an early stage principal, maybe you're better off being a producer at a larger office. Maybe you're better off allowing your agency to be purchased and joining someone else's team in a meaningful capacity. If you're a producer right now, maybe you should stay a producer and double down on being an incredible producer and leave behind this notion that you have to be a principal if you're going to reach your potential. Because I got news for you, there's a lot of producers out there that are making a whole lot more money that are enjoying more freedom and flexibility than a principal. Sometimes producer is better than principal. This is a special episode of the Agency Freedom Podcast. I very much welcome your feedback, your comments, uh, your ideas, anything you have to add to this conversation, please feel free to drop me a line at podcast at agencyfreedom.com or come join us in the Facebook group agency freedom and look forward to seeing you there that is all for this episode ladies and gentlemen make it a great day boys and girls we'll talk to you soon y'all take care thanks for listening to the agency freedom podcast please subscribe to afp on your favorite platform to get automatic updates with every new episode and help other people find us if you like what you hear please drop us a review and tell the world what you like best Most importantly, please share AFP with someone you know who is still in captivity. They'll thank you later. Visit our website at agencyfreedom.com to get access to exclusive content and announcements. Join our community on Facebook by typing in Agency Freedom in the search bar. Send your questions, comments, guest recommendations, and favorite grilling recipes to us at podcast at agencyfreedom.com. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast, where we help insurance professionals move from captivity to freedom. Until next time, let's go. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you've got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. 
Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.